Hey guys, welcome back. I'm Honey, and this is Real Sex Talk with Honey. Before we continue, I do want to remind you that this is a adult-only podcast, so please, if you're not 18 or more, do not continue, okay? Also, in the description of this episode, you will find all my contact information. There's several platforms where you could reach me. Uh, one is including my email. So please uh, take a look and email me or uh, reach out to me on any of the other platforms. And I, I love to hear from you, so I will definitely reply to you. Okay. So, guys, today I want to talk about taboo topics. Um, so, this is probably not going to be a very long episode, although you guys, if you know me, uh, know that that could change <laughs> as I talk. But at this very moment, I'm just... I, I'm just feeling like I want to talk about taboo topics, and it's... I don't want to explore the topics per se. I want to talk about how you feel when you are someone who is turned on by a taboo top or taboo um, uh, topic. Yeah, or taboo uh, act. I guess is what I was trying to say. So, as far as taboo acts go, sexually speaking. You know, we've got the mother of all taboo, I think, which is incest. And, but, but I do have to qualify this right from the start. What is taboo to one person may not be taboo to another. Could just be uh, something that is, is kink, just little weird or kink, however you want to term it. To me, could be taboo in another person's book. Uh, and I, I do believe that's true. I mean, I know taboo is a pretty specific word and definition, you know, not, a, not something that's accepted by, by, uh, uh, culture, social society. Um, but I think that that also right there explains that it can be a spectrum of, um, of subjectivity. What is taboo to me is not necessarily taboo to you. Uh, but it's probably the other way around. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, so we have incest. We have um, uh, we have bathroom activities. Uh, we have uh, bondage. We have pain. We have blood, um, and the list goes on and on. Probably, I think that some people would definitely say um, exhibitionism. You know, sex in public, definitely taboo. Um, you know, but some people might not throw that in the taboo category. So who knows? And, and that's really not what's important. I'm just, you know, I'm just getting lost here in, in, in clarifying things. It really doesn't matter. Whatever you are involved in, if you're involved with something that you are ashamed of, or you feel like other people would be ashamed of, you don't want to talk about it, you definitely don't talk to your spouse about it, um, 
that's what I'm talking about. Anything that falls into that category. And I know, I know that there's a lot of you out there that listen to my podcast. Um, and, and the percentages are probably very high of people who are into some sort of kink or uh, taboo activities. And again, whether they are or not, I'm referring to things that make you feel like you can't share with others, things that make you feel different from others or um, not accepted. So whatever we want to call that. And you guys know, if you listen to my podcast, that I have pretty big feelings on communication. And I have really big feelings about marriage, uh, relationships in general, and communication. And I do feel like these are things that we should talk about pre-relationship, but I also realize that that's not a situation that we're going to fix overnight, that I'm going to fix overnight. I'm not going to be able to, you know, reach the world and, and convince everybody that, that they need to talk to somebody about these things prior to, um, having a relationship. Uh, that, that is exactly what I want because I think we can avoid a lot of our issues down the line, divorce, breaking up, whatever, um, just problems in general, unhappiness can be, can, can greatly be reduced by communication, honest and yes, uncomfortable communication before we start a relationship. Uh, but that is not the way that we do things in the world, typically. So um, I just have to keep pushing that agenda forward and hopefully, <clears throat> excuse me, hopefully, you know, get more, more and more people to understand that it's, um, it doesn't have to be uncomfortable and that there are reasons why it actually shouldn't be uncomfortable at all. It should be um, it should be, um, oh, freeing. Uh, it should uninhibit you. It should free you. It, it should make you know that you're on a path to a healthy relationship if you can embrace the communication pre-relationship. So if you're in a relationship now, which I think, uh, you know, the majority of people still are, uh, where you can't talk to your partner, because you can't talk to them about your your um, appetite, your particular desires, because you think that they won't accept you. Um, you know, if, if, if there's any part of you, even if you don't have a relationship and you just don't feel like you can talk to um, friends, I don't really like to put family into this category because that's just not a fair thing to say because a lot of people are not comfortable talking to their families about things and it doesn't matter whether it's a taboo subject or it's just sex in general. It could be the most vanilla sex ever and you're still not comfortable talking to family. So we're not even going to discuss talking sex with your family. But if you feel like even if you don't have a relationship, but you feel like you, you just would not be accepted by your friends uh, for your sexual um, desires, inclinations, then that you're who I'm talking to right now. Uh, I definitely understand having, you know, sexual needs that the average person is not going to understand. 
I, I know that what I enjoy, how I enjoy being dominated and, uh, and I, I mean, I, I guess there's no other way to say it used, um, by a man. I know that a lot of people, uh, men included, definitely a lot of women, but, but men too would feel like I degrade myself and that I don't love myself enough. So I, I understand not wanting to talk to people and being a little, you know, fearful of definitely talking to new relationships, new prospects about my desires. So, so I get it, guys. I understand. I'm talking from experience. I always tell you guys, I don't speak from, um, uh, I'm not a professional. I'm not a professional. I speak from experience and they're my opinions and, and I understand I have been there. So when you are sitting there and you're listening to me talk and you're like, yeah, yeah, definitely. I, you know, I can't talk to anybody about this. I, I get it. But this is, this is what I want to say to you. Okay. I am a very sex positive person. Like maybe one of the most sex positive people you'll come across only be only reason I say that is because I have a high tolerance for all things. And even if it's something that I don't even understand and I try, I try not to even label something I don't understand. It's more like, it's just something that I'm not into. I don't judge anybody. People are, their desires are, you know, as wide as a river, you know, I mean, the things that people could enjoy. I couldn't even claim to ever have thought of some of the things. So I'm, I'm not, I don't, I don't stand in judgment. So I'm very sex positive. And I am a person who believes, um, as long as you're not harming anybody, you know, go in peace, you do you. And I mean that sincerely. And the first thing that I want to tell everybody out there listening to what I have been talking about for the last 10 minutes is I'm here. And if you need someone to talk to, if you honestly feel like there's nobody in your life who you can talk to, you can talk to me. I won't judge you. I will give you my opinions and my, my experiences if you want them. If you just want someone to listen, I can do that too. So I'm here. So, so you need to understand that. There is someone out here who wants to hear what you have to say and thinks you are every bit as worthy as the next person to have a healthy relationship, regardless of what it is that you enjoy. So, so that's number one. And number two, I just want to encourage you, and you may need to talk to someone like me first before you do this, but I want to encourage you if you're in a relationship that you need to get to a point to be able to talk to your partner about what it is that you do enjoy because um, you, and if you're in the beginning of the relationship or the, or the middle or, you know, you've been in it for a long time, it's all the same. You're go going to end up miserable if you're constantly having to, de to deny who you are. And if you're someone, let's just say if, if you're someone who's been in a 20-year a marriage and you have 
not um, enjoyed what it is that you enjoy, um, I, the odds are that you're hiding it and you're enjoying it to some extent in private, in secret, and it probably makes you feel really ashamed. And that's not healthy. That's not good. So you've got to get to a place where you talk to your existing partner or if you are a single person in pursuit of a relationship, you have to get to a place where you can talk to somebody before you make any kind of commitment and they know who you are. We don't do that. We don't do that in society. We are a society in America of, of people who put on masks when we meet others because we're so fearful of being judged and we just know we won't be accepted. So we put on these masks and for some people, they're layers and layers of masks. You know, maybe they can pull off two or three before they manage to, you know, get into a committed relationship. They can reveal some things, but they don't pull them all off. And they definitely don't get down to the nitty gritty, you know, the, the sexual um, inclinations or any of that stuff. And they go into a relationship and they just think, well, you know, that is a very intimate conversation that we'll have to have way down the line. Once we've been married for a while, if that's where this goes, somewhere five, 10 years down the line, when I trust this person, I might take that final mask off and show them who I am. And we'll just see what happens. But if I never trust them to that extent, I will never take that mask off and I'm okay with that. And I'm here to say no, 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 no. Because the issues that we have in our relationships are greatly brought on by ignoring who we are and going into a relationship anyway. I can't tell you how many people I speak to, their main complaint is the person was this while we dated and then this after we got married and this and this is something to do with sex. You know, uh, she she swore she she was passionate for oral, and after we got married, she wasn't. And it's funny because I will ask that person, okay, I want you to go back to when you were dating. Did you have sex prior to marriage? Yes. Okay, good. Now, this person told you she was very passionate about oral, which you liked because so are you, correct? Yes. All right, so you experienced oral with her before you got married. Many times, right? Yes. Okay, good. Now think back. Was she passionate? Was she, and be honest, was she passionate or did she just do it? Was it the mind-blowing experience you expected to get from someone who was passionate? And, and I'm, speaking, I'm speaking in terms of if, if you're married and five years down the line, the person reveals, either reveals they don't want to give you a blowjob anymore or it's just happened that they just hardly ever do it. And when they do it, they're not present. They, they're just doing it because it's your fucking birthday, <laughs> you know? So, so when, it's, when it's that that way and I talk to them about the questions I just asked them and I dig deep into their premarital relationship, you know what I found, find out? You know, probably seriously 95% of the time, if not more, I, I, I mean, as I'm sitting here, I can honestly tell you the men that I have talked to and asked these questions to 100% of the men that I can think of off the top of my head, 100%, we dig in and we find out 
Wow, now that I think about it, she really wasn't that into it, but I just, you know, she said she was. I was so happy to have found somebody who enjoyed it, and she did it. I didn't really think about it. I really didn't think about the fact that she really wasn't, like, passionate about it. But she, but she did it good. She did it very well, and I was grateful. I'm like, wow, okay, you were grateful, and she did it. She did a good job. You know, but but now that you think about it, there was no passion. And are you really surprised that, you know, five, ten years down the line to find out that it's just not something she wants to do anymore? Uh, you shouldn't be surprised. And if and if that's going to be something that matters to you, then this is a conversation you need to have before you get married. And you need to be honest and pay attention. But of course, in this particular case, you know, she lied about it. She lied. Uh, she said she was passionate and she knew she wasn't. And yeah, I'm even saying she lied even if she was lying to herself in that moment and saying, oh, you know, maybe maybe I didn't like giving head much, but oh, I do with him, whatever. So communication is important, is of utmost importance, but it's got to be more than just the communication. It's, you know, this is a process. Because obviously, the only way you're going to find out when somebody's lying to you, the only way you're going to find out is to have a process where you are are exploring each other in a sexual way without actually having sex. A lot of conversation, a lot of questions, and you have to pick up on the telltale signs of somebody who's probably telling you that they're not interested like you are. But we tend to overlook those red flags because, you know, it's like, well, she checks off this box and this box and those are big and she checks off this box. So I'm willing to ignore these red flags. Okay, but you need to understand that's your choice. And we all make choices and we all make the choice of who we're going to marry or who we're going to be with. And if we make choices to ignore the things that are actually, turn as it turns out, are big to us. We have to, you know, put on our big boy pants and we have to accept that. And then we need to make a choice, make a decision. You know, are we going to communicate at this time, at this point in our life so that we can both be happy? Or are we just going to live and die this person who will never be fulfilled? So that's, that's a conversation worth happening, having. That's a conversation worth having. Those, that is something that can happen prior to marriage and should, and prior to a relationship, but it's also a, a, a conversation that can happen later if you neglected to have it prior. I don't recommend doing it that way because that's a lot of misery for everybody. Um, because I, I promise you, the wife who doesn't want to give you head, who, who decides after 20 years or 30 years of marriage that she doesn't want to have sex anymore, I promise you, she's happy. She doesn't give a damn. You know, there are some people that get to this point who are actually miserable, both, both the husband and wife. But from my experience, there are more women that are pretty darn happy with this, this situation than are upset about it. They, women have this tendency after they turn probably 40, they start going downhill in their um, desires and they get very... Um, content with being alone. Uh, I think they're 
you know, done raising their kids or, you know, not, maybe not done, but, you know, they're, they're, the kids are old enough that they don't need them as much and they've been married for a while. So that's, you know, kind of stale and boring. And so the woman falls, you might call it a rut, but the problem is, even if it is, even if it starts as a rut, it, it gets so deep that these women get ingrained, ingrained in this lifestyle and it's almost impossible to get them out of it. So, you know, you as a man, you need to have that conversation after you, even if it's after you've been married for a while. So communication is important and you got to get there. You've got to get there with your desires. And, you know, believe it or not, some, some people actually do think oral sex is pretty taboo. Uh, so, so yeah. If that's something that you are into and you really enjoy oral sex, that's something that has to be talked about. And I, this entire episode that I am talking about is just me advocating for sex positivity and for you to understand that you need to have these conversations. And whether it happens prior or in the middle of, you need to have this conversation with your partner. And if you need some help, if you need to, you know, talk to someone who can build you up and let you understand that you are worthy of living a life where you get to experience your whole being, whatever that means, whatever, whatever sexual desires you have or other desires, whatever it is, um, if you need some building up, you can talk to me. If you don't talk to me, talk to someone, find someone, a confidant that you can, you can talk about. And you know what, guys, you could end up talking about it and find out it's something you're, that you really want to get rid of. And you want to, you just don't want to have that desire anymore, that it's not worth it to you to talk to anybody about it, that you'd rather be done with it. And that's okay too. That is absolutely okay. There's nothing in what I'm saying that says, oh, you have taboo desires. You must you know, you must accept who you are. You must understand that you shouldn't be ashamed and you must tell the world about it. No, you don't have to do that either. After talking about it and accepting who you are, you might decide that you don't want that in your life anymore. And that's okay. Whatever you decide is your choice to decide. But if you do decide that this is something that you want to embrace and you don't want to be ashamed of it, and you do want to involve it in your life with someone who can share it with you, then you have decisions to make regarding any relationship you're in. And you need to learn to be, uh, to, to get rid of any embarrassment or shame that you feel around this. Because as long as you're not hurting anybody else, and, and as long as you're not hurting yourself, there is no reason that a partner should not be okay with having the conversation with you. That doesn't mean your partner's going to accept it. And that's something I always talk to, to men about. Just because you get to a point where you feel like you're, you're confident to talk about it and you, you know who you are, that, do, that does not mean she's going to or he's going to, whoever is going to just say, oh, good, let's, let's try this. Now, they might. You, you might end up finding out that your partner has a lot of uh, 
you know, ideas and thoughts of their own that they want to explore. And they're very grateful for you bringing it up on, you know, that's one end of the spectrum. The other end could be that they, they say, yeah, we can't do this. And if this is something that you have to have, I don't think we have any relationship left. That could be the other end of the spectrum. And there could be a lot of stuff in the middle, a lot of questioning, a lot of time. Don't expect it to happen overnight. Uh, but, but I feel very strongly that you need to take your fears of taboo out from the shadows and learn to embrace it or learn to let it go and live your life. And if you need help, please feel free to talk to me, but talk to someone. And if you don't want to talk to anybody, you still need to start working those baby steps to get to the point where you can share it with either your current relationship or any future relationships. You need to. If you're going to accept who you are, you need to pick people who are going to accept who you are. Do not hide who you are in a closet. That is not healthy. It does not feel good. And it will contribute to depression and just anxiety and an overall feeling of unworthiness. So don't do it. Okay. So see, I told you I was going to go longer than I thought. I'm going to get down off my soapbox. I always get up here, don't I? Guys, if you have anything that you feel like you want to talk about, um, anything at all, please, please reach out to me. And I would also say that this is a good episode that you could listen to as a couple. Um, I, I have a lot of episodes Probably all my episodes could be listened to as a couple. So I encourage you, if you have a relationship, whether, you, you know, whoever, if you have a relationship, you should listen to my podcast together. Uh, and my podcast sort of goes along with the whole taboo thing. Uh, you know, if you just spring it on your partner and you and your partner don't have a very open relationship... There's no telling how your partner's going to react to you listening to a woman with a mouth like mine talking about your cock and her pussy and what you guys should be doing with it. <laughs> My mind might be a little open, more open-minded than your partner could handle right out the gate, okay? So uh, proceed with caution. But it, I think it would be great to listen to my podcast as a couple. And I do have couples who email me and tell me that they listen as a couple. And they love it. So I encourage you guys to do that. And um, yeah, so I, I apologize that I didn't get this on, um, on the uh, or uploaded yesterday, which was Monday. Uh, normally I upload Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, but today is Tuesday. <laughs> so I'm a day late and I apologize, uh, but I will do another one tomorrow. I don't have the topic yet, so I can't say stay tuned for something specific, but I can say stay tuned for my podcast tomorrow. And uh, I am uh, out of town right now, so uh, I, I may be having some interesting adventures while I'm away, and you know I will tell you all about it, okay? So I can tell you to stay tuned for that at some future date. In the meantime, guys, please email me or tweet me 
and you can find those uh, contact that contact information in the description of this podcast. Don't forget about my Patreon. All right, a dollar a month, and you get my full episodes of my erotic bedtime stories and some other little things that I put up there. Oh, as well as eventually this podcast is probably going to uh, be on there as well. So if you enjoy my podcast, you may want to join Patreon. And I do want to say one more thing about that. If you think that Patreon is something that you are willing to do since it's only a dollar a month, do it now, guys. Don't wait because the drawing for a free 30-minute phone call and my free premium snap, that drawing ends on the 24th. So I don't want you to find out, you know, that if you had joined my Patreon a week earlier, you would have been entered into the drawing for the free 30-minute phone call with me. And you'll, you know, find out that you missed out on the phone call. Well, I was, I was going to join, but I was just, you know, I just, I didn't feel any urgency. Well, that's the urgency. If, if you want a 30-minute phone call with me, if you want a chance at winning that and my premium snap, please go ahead and sign up for the Patreon now. It's only a dollar. Do it now, not later, okay? That's your incentive. And I do have another drawing that's going to be coming up in the next week, and you can stay tuned to hear all about that as well. All right, guys, I'm going to go. I hope you have a excellent rest of your day, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye.